In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Continuing our study, the Epistle of Saint Paul to the Galatians, chapter four, and uh, we'll continue today from verse um, eight. I'm hoping, hoping this is a hope to go through uh, nineteen, eight to nineteen. So it's a big chunk. We'll see. We'll see. Yes. <laughs> yes. Very uh, hopeful, <laughs> but uh, but again, uh, just to 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 kind of stay on the same uh, page as we've uh, been doing before. Again, Galatian people who accepted Gentiles who accepted Christ, and then people came uh, trying to to uh, force them into going into Judaism and to going into the work of the law, uh, saying that that uh, Christ is is there is another way. And you have to go back again, go to all those rituals, go to, the, to all those things again. And then they kind of like got confused. They followed the, 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 uh, those who consider themselves something as St. Paul described them, who confused them. And then they turned swiftly into a different gospel. And as he said, that is not a gospel because there is nothing else and there is no righteousness and there is no justification other than the work of God himself, the Lord himself, uh, and his, his grace, his, his, his cross, his, his blood. And then he started to give kind of, of uh, examples of people who were justified by faith, not justified by the work, by the circumcision. And from there, we took uh, Abraham as an example. And then he, he went into that in, 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 in depth more and more to the point which will continue actually again today or maybe to next time not 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 necessarily today the idea and the story of hagar and sarah and the 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 free and the the servant the and 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 isaac and ishmael so all those things coming coming into into uh our mind as we we we, we um uh talk about this and and apply this to ourselves apply this to ourselves again maybe now we're not uh so much under the 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 uh, rituals and the work of the law but we can as we said before we can without noticing we can uh create for ourselves another law another thing that we think it will save us away from the work of christ so continuing with that, continuing with, as, as we said again, uh, the first two chapters were more of introduction. St. Paul himself is actually giving his credentials, if I may say that, like, you know what, the, 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 the preaching that I'm preaching and the gospel that I'm, that I'm preaching is not mine, but it's Christ himself. I received it from God himself, from Christ himself. And that's not what I'm saying, but this is what, what, uh, what, he's, what his teaching is. And then moved on to starting the actual teaching in chapter three by actually being kind of harsh on them and calling them foolish and how could you change so, so fast and how you could forget all those things. And then going on to more depth in, in chapter four about the idea again of the, if you remember the, the uh, minor and the servant, which is there is no, there is the slave, there is no, if somebody comes from outside, you cannot differentiate between the minor and between the slave because they're all together, not able to inherit. But once that minor becomes an adult, right? A full adult, then he's able to, 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 to inherit, right? And as we said before, that us being into, into, the, the, the adoption into the household of the Lord, we are adopted as full mature people, not as minor. So we have all the wealth and all the rights to, to inherit what we have. Talked about that last time and talked about that, uh, explained that idea of the minor again and of, of, the, of the adult and talked more about that this is all done by the Holy Spirit, right? By the revelation of the Holy Spirit, which gave us the adoption, the spirit of adoption, the spirit, as we said last time, that is uh, 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 crying in our hearts, Abba, Father, right? So that was, was what we, we had uh, last, last week with, with chapter four up till uh, verse uh, six. Let's, let's read from uh, seven and then continue to today's uh, passage which is eight and I'll, I'll read the full passage up to 19 and then we'll see how far we can go with this so 
because you are sons, 4-6, God has sent his spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. And that's where we stopped last time. From verse 8, formerly, when you did not know God, you were enslaved to those that by nature are not God's. But now that you have come to know God, or rather to be known by God, how can you turn back again to the weak and worthless elementary principles of the world? Whose slaves you want to be once more? You observe days and months and seasons and years. I am afraid I may have labored over you in vain. Brothers, I entreat you become as I am, for I also have become as you are. You did me no wrong. You know it was because of a bod bodily ailment that I preached the gospel to you at first, and though my condition was a trial to you, you did not scorn or despise me, but received me as an angel of God, as Christ Jesus. What then has become of your blessedness? For I testify to you that if possible, you would have gouged out your eyes and given them to me. Have I then become your enemy by telling you the truth? They make much of you, but for no good purpose. They want to shut you out that you may make much of them. It is always good to be made much of for a good purpose. And not only when I am present with you, my little children for whom I am again in anguish of childbirth until Christ is formed in you. I wish I could be present with you now and change my tone for I am perplexed about you. <laughs> okay, what do we have here? So what do you sense from that text? Let's, let's put, put eight to 11 aside, but then what do you sense from the rest of the text, like from 12 till, till 19 as we read it? Hmm? Frustration, okay. Why? Okay, so how could you, like, what is it that you want to be enslaved uh, to again? Okay, yes, what else? What else? A lot of sadness, but coming as sadness out of what? Out of love, right? So here you see changing in the tone as he himself said at the end of this, right? Like I just like one, one chapter before that, I called you foolish and I kept kind of like yelling at you, but now I'm seeing you are, you are my what? My beloved children. I am like, he gives that analogy of, of a woman that is in, in, in the, the, the agony of birth till Christ is what? portrayed in them right so you see here again the the kind of like explaining himself whatever he did before and whatever he was harsh with them before it is because of that because of what i'm as he said like i i, I can't believe that i labored in vain right so you see how much the love that he has for them Although that love maybe in the beginning was kind of rough and kind of like, you know, he's trying to, 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 to make his point clear, but later on, he brings that back again to like, you know what, all that I've done is out of love for you, right? But again, going to the text itself and going with the flow of the text from before, from the beginning of the, of the, of the uh, epistle till now. He, as, I, as we said, again, he's, he's, he's hitting on the idea of that righteousness is by faith, not by the work of the, of, the, uh, of, the, of the law and the circumcision and so forth. And he gave that example of, of Abraham and he's proving the point that we are now what heirs, right? We, we, we are there already. And then he, 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 he as, as, as Yusuf is saying from verse eight, he's going back again to like, okay, it's still, I'm still in pain. I'm still kind of perplexed, as he said at the end. You know, why is that? Because he starts with that. He starts with that, with that passage again, which is what, uh, when you were before, formerly, when you did not know God, you were enslaved to those that by nature are not gods. Who is he talking to here? Gentiles or Jews? 
Okay, well, remember again, Galatians were all Gentiles. I entreat you because I entreat you become as sorry, where am I? Formerly, when you did not know God, you were enslaved to those that by nature are not gods. But hmm? talking to Gentiles, but now that you have come to know God, or rather to be known by God, how can you turn back again to the weak and worthless elementary principles of the world? Right? So here he is. He's saying that you were at one point what you did not know God, right? And because you did not know God, you enslaved yourself to things which are not by nature God, but you made them what? Gods. Idols, exactly. But the beauty of this, that later on, he started actually to talk to both. So say he, later on, as you will see, he will say what? That you Gentiles, you were enslaved to your idols, and you Jews, you're enslaved to what? To the law, right? So he gives that totality at one point, which is the same concept. So he's talking to the Gentiles, talking to the Jews, and talking to us now who are in the same way can use whatever to be what? Idol, a God, right? So here is, here is where is this? Again, after explaining who we are and what we have, he goes now again, formerly when you did not know God, you were enslaved to those that by nature are not God. This verse is very, very important because it, because it describes a very, very important principle for all of us now, which is what? The relationship shape between what and what? But not between knowledge and? Hmm? Accounted, not exactly, yes? Hmm? Faith, okay? Between knowledge and faith. Or in this case here, but between not knowing and falling into sin. Why, why am I saying that? You, when you did not know God, so when there was no knowledge of God, that opened the door for what? For sin. Okay. In what way? No, Myrna, the more, the more of the idea of, again, if I, and we'll define this more and more, if I, if I don't really know God in the way that I supposed to, 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 to know, right? And because that, that natural inclination for human being and for humanity to know or to try to find something, then not knowing opens the door for me to start to, to create, exactly, yes, yes. Self-righteousness or finding not just self-righteousness or finding anything else to, to make it a God for me, right? And that is a very, very important concept here. Because the, 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 if we don't know God the way we should know him, we are opening that door without knowing to do what? To worship something else. To worship something else. Or in another way, even if we assume that we know God, but we don't know him, the, 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 we don't know the truth of God, right? We sometimes, as what we say, what we idealize God himself. How is that? How is that? Make God an idol. Can, can, is that possible? I, I think I idealize the, the ritual. The ritual becomes idols. The rituals becomes idols. So whatever practice we practice becomes idols by itself, right? That's, a, that's one thing, Dr. Samir, exactly. What else? How can we idealize our relationship with God? Like maybe God becomes a vending machine. As we said before, God becomes the vending machine. That just like the source of a gift. Mm -hmm. As St. Paul himself said, we, 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 we stopped worshiping the creation and we start to worship what? The creation is a difference. Also, we, 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 the persons also, we idolize exactly, persons. Exactly, exactly. We idolize persons, a relationship, uh, a character, uh, someone that in that's, that's very, very, very important to me that that person become what? Become everything to me. And that without knowing that takes the, the place and the spot of what? Of God. So that's why this, as he's telling them this, this, this concept, it's very, very important concept for all of us. Again, that not knowing God give access, not just to sin, to be what, as according to the text here, 
to be what? To be slaves, to be enslaved, to lose our liberty, to lose our freedom. When you did not know God, you were enslaved to those, not just you were following those who are not by nature God, but you were what? You became slaves, right? How can we define the truth knowledge of God? What is the truth knowledge of God? We all know God. Thank God here, everybody here online and in person, nobody is, is like, say, I, I don't know who God is. But what is the true knowledge of God? How can we define that? What do you think? Yes, Myrna. Okay. Okay, that's a good point, Mona. So I can know of God, but don't know him personally, right? So knowing, okay, God is the creator, God is he's the Pantocrator, we know we do this and this and that, and we, yes, I know of him, right? But not actual personal experience, right? I think yeah. about, I think uh, God himself reveals himself truly to every person, and then I have the privilege to either accept him or divert the, the truth itself. Definitely. And that's what, what, what the next verse talks about. Like when you know God, but no, no, wait a minute. When you were known by God, right? And it's intentional that he, like I was thinking about like, why didn't it come just out right away as when you were known by God? Why is the intention of as if, as if he made a mistake, right? But that's intentional, right? Why? Because he's saying, no, 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 wait a minute. It's not that you knew God, that you were known by him, right? Known by him, like he is the one that, that, in, that first uh, uh, initiative is God's initiation, right? And that's exactly like, sometimes we, we're, 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 we're kind of like lost on this, like, okay, whose who's, who's, uh, part is it? Or who's, who, starts, who starts that relationship, right? Actually, it's God. And that's why right before this, we were talking about that the Holy Spirit comes to our hearts doing what? Crying of a father. So the one, as we said last time, the, the reason for us to know him as the father is because of whom? Of the Holy Spirit. Right? And that's why, again, when you go back again to Deuteronomy uh, 30 and 32, when he said that, the, that God is not what? Far from you. He's very close. Right? Don't say that I'll go to heaven to find him or go into the depth of the sea to find him. The word of God is very close. It's in your mouth. So God is revealing himself to us through his spirit, through people, through preaching, through the scripture, through everything. But as Dr. Samir is saying, it's up to me whether I take that invitation and that call to know me or I start to actually Change it, change it. And it becomes a very important thing. Again, you know, going back again to link things together, you know, when, when the Lord himself, guys, the Lord Christ, Jesus Christ said that, no, that I am the truth, the way and the love and the life, right? Know me. When he said that, you know, knowing him as the light of the world in John 8, 12, I am the light of the world. Knowing him as the wisdom and the power, right? So God is revealing himself. And that's exactly how actually, the beginning of, of Hebrews is, if you go back to Hebrews 1, again, the beginning of Hebrews is what? God in the past spoke to his people through the prophets, but now he spoke to us through his only begotten son, right? So I think it needs, needs from us, this is number one, the first point today is, is it needs some time to, to actually kind of go in our, like deep in our mind and ourselves and see exactly what, how can we define our knowledge of God? or our knowledge, not of him, but knowledge in him, as St. Paul says. Because if we don't, again, when you did not know God, you, were, you became what? Slaves, right? So this is number one. 
But now that you have come to know God, or rather, there is, there you go, or rather to be known by God. Again, this is the idea is that, that it's not like you know that, that, that first, we always see there is, there is God's initiative and human initiative. God starts first, right? God is always calling. God is always, even for those who have no relationship at all, we always say that there is always natural inclination of human being to his and her creator, right? There's that natural inclination of that. Right. Yes, David. Right. 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 So right. Right. They didn't pay attention after. Right. Yes. So the call is always there for God to come to us, to reveal Himself to us. Right. But then, right. Right. Exactly. And big, big reason for why it falls short, because again, we don't, as you said, we are not in consistent relationship, right? So when we think that we know enough, then we sometimes do it. That's it, it's enough, I stop. Or I start to actually proceed based on the knowledge that I, that I, that I got based on my own self, my own righteousness. And that's why, you know, those of you who were, who were uh, here this morning, the, the, the Catholic epistle today, James 1, uh, 17 says every good gift and every perfect gift is from above right so that gift and that's what we pray in the in the liturgy of saint gregory you gave me the 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 the, the what the knowledge right right so that knowledge is from god it's a gift from god and as as saint james said that every good gift is coming from above from from the father of lights he calls me the father of lights right light and knowledge can 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 relate very much right there is no light there's no light so in order to know him the right knowledge we have to do what continuously be able to receive from him right every good gift comes from above from the father of all lights And then he moves on with that. Again, that, that God is the one who, who, who rather be known by God. Who can, and then he goes that question, how can you turn back again to the weak and worthless elementary principles of the world? The elementary principles, as we said before, are the ABCs, right? Are those things that are, can, can construct the basics, right? The basics. And whether that, again, now he's talking, whether that is the basics of the law, the, the letter of the law or the or the basics of the idols for the gentiles whether this or that it is it is something that will will, will cause you to do what to turn back right to the weak and word and 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 pay attention how he calls those principles what weak and worthless right? or in another translation the the weak and beggarly weak why weak? Because it doesn't, it doesn't last. It doesn't last. And I think it's a very good also time for us as we go through this is to, 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 to kind of like evaluate ourselves and see are, are, are some of those weak elements kind of creep in and we start, start to be that, uh, that reason for us to turn back again, to turn back again or not. And whatever that is, it's, it's what? It's weak. It's weak. It's worthless. It doesn't have any value in it. The weak and worthless elementary principles of the world. As if he's telling them, how could you give all the power and the, 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 the wealth of the gospel and of being his children and turn because of what? Something that is very 
And that's why, again, he called them what? Foolish. Right? If you have all the treasure in front of you and you look around and see something that's worthless, but say, no, I want this. And you turn and go, you must be crazy. How can you turn back again to the weak and worthless elementary principles of the world? Whose slaves you want to be once more? Again, you, it's, it's continuing, you know, hitting on the same point again. You were adopted, you were freed, you were, as it said in, 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 in verse seven, you are no longer a slave, but a son, and if a son and heir of true God. And then now, because of whatever, you're gonna go and become, you wanna be a slave one more time? That's exactly what happened with the people of, 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 of Israel in Egypt after, after they got out of Egypt, right? Like you were freed, you were liberated by a miraculous work, right? And the Red Sea split and Pharaohs and all the chariots drowned and everything. And here you are, and now you're saying, no, no, we wanna go back again. Why did they do that? If you go back again to the people of Israel, why did they, did they long again to go back to Egypt again? Because of what? Because of the meat, right? And as you said before, they didn't even eat it. They just smelled it. You know, they were not allowed to eat meat in Egypt. They were slaves. <laughs> but big part of it is they refused to be, or this, they're disobedient, right? They refused to be under the power of the Lord. They thought they would come out of Egypt and be what? Do whatever. Do whatever, right? So it, it, is, it is very important concept. Again, that's why he keeps like kind of, it, it sounds like it's a repetition, but it's not repetition because this is how much, how much wealth you have and how, who you are right now. And you keep turning back again to the weak elements of the world. You must be crazy, basically, that's what he's saying. You don't appreciate. Again, if you have all that big, huge, big, big gift and everything or, 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 or opportunity to be set for life, right? And then he said, no, no, I don't want it. Okay, we're not thinking, we're not thinking. Do you want to be, whose slaves you want to be once more? And I think it's, that question is for all of us. Whose slaves you want to be once, once more? Whether it's my ego, my pride, my lust, my desire, my food, my time, my work, my people, whatever, whatever. But it's, it's very, very uh, 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 convicting and very alarming question. Whose slaves you want to be once more? Yes. Yes, yes. Hebrews 11 yesterday, thank you, man. We were talking about the, the, the heroes of faith. It says that because their mind, they were, they were not mindful of the land that they left, they did not go back to it again. Right? Let's, let's, let's bring it up, Myrna. It was Hebrews 11, I think it was verse 14 or hmm? 15. Can you bring it up on the screen one more time? What does it say? And truly, if they had called to mind, they had, he is talking about the, 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 the heroes of faith, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, specifically here, the patriarchs, right? If they had called to mind that country from which they had come out, they would have had opportunity to return. He's saying that they did not return to what they left because their eyes were on the heavenly Jerusalem, to the land of the promise. He's saying that if they were mindful, if they had, if their mind was set on the whatever they left, they would never continued to reach the promised land. They were so much as again, as again he's saying that they were detached from the land that they left in order to move on to the to the promised land, right? And that's pretty much the same, the same thing. Again, whose slaves you want to be once more? I think it's before we, 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 we take an action, anything, and before we actually is submit to whatever lifestyle we have or, or routine or habit or something, let's just ask, ask ourselves this question again. Whose slaves you want to be once more? Yes, Dave.
city of white country small in um, in the kings and bells and the city settlements there's not a fox involved so you can have king and duke mm. right you can always get get both right right yes Right. Yes. Yes. That's very dangerous. It comes in just a very, very subtle, very subtle. It's not going to say, okay, again, if you remember when we talked about Niam, when we talked about Ezra, when the enemy said, let's come and do it and build with you. Right. They didn't come and say, okay, we are the enemies. You cannot continue to build. We got, you have to stop. But they said, no, no, no. We, 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 we worship the same God. <laughs> let's just allow us to come in build with you right but they had that that discernment like no you will not build with us period so that's the thing is that 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 other uh enemy or the prince of the of the air as we were talking doesn't come it comes very very subtle very subtle right and before you know it you become enslaved without noticing that right Yes, who slaves you want to be once more? You observe days and months and seasons and years. Here, definitely now he's talking to whom? To the, gen, to the, to the Jews, right? So see what I was saying before? He talks to, actually he's talking to both. Because that who, who, who uh, uh, observed the days and the months and the season? The Jews, right? The first of the month and the Sabbath and this and this and that. So here is saying what? Observe actually the word reads careful observance and intent to watch lest any of the prescribed seasons should be overlooked. So it's very, very focused, very intent watching, very intent watching. He's saying, you know what? You're, you're so careful not to miss that, but you're missing what? The whole gift of adoption, right? And as Dr. Samir was saying earlier, this is exactly what we can do a lot of times, especially us as Orthodox, right? You know, we are so observing everything by the letter, right? Okay. You know, it was you know, tomorrow's liturgy and 1201, I, I had a sip of water. Oh, my Lord, I'm going to go to hell. You know, sorry, excuse my language. Like, okay, it's, it's good to observe. But, you know, are we observing our thoughts in the same way? Right? Are we careful with our, our purity of the heart? First? So that, that becomes very, 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 very um, dangerous. When we start to, to observe very, very intentionally, very strict things, and we leave the actual what core of that, the reason of that. One other thing specifically about this verse that I was reading, it's very, very beautiful. Actually, he's trying, when he talks about months and seasons and days, all this is under the one word, which is what? Time, right? So he's trying to let them not to be enslaved to the time. Like, let's live beyond the time. Right, if, if that if that idea is, is is clear, right? Like again, you 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 they were very much enslaved by you know that that you know the 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 feast of the tabernacle. That is the huge feast, and this is the meaning of this and that. So all again, all the relationship with God would become in a celebration of a day, right? But he's as a simple says, it's not about the day. It's good to observe the day. But let's let, let all the days be what? Celebration. The same idea when we talk about, okay, here, here, here we're coming close to the, to the land, right? And we're so much concerned about the land, which is beautiful. Again, it's a beautiful season. But the idea, again, that's exactly as I, as I quoted this before, John Chrysostom said that the, 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 the fasting of the flesh will end, but the fasting of the spirit should never end. So the idea of let's fast beyond the times. I'm not saying not to fast, <laughs> but let's extend the idea of the celebrations and the observations to the actual meaning of it, right? Another example of that when we say what, I always say this, the concept of the liturgy beyond the liturgy. The liturgy never ends. Remember that? The story actually was a, an old lady, Greek Orthodox, went to a village and a new village. And then she, the first thing she did, she picked up the phone and looked at the church number and called the priest and, Father, when does the liturgy end? <laughs> Not when does the liturgy start. <laughs> when does the liturgy end? Says, you know, my dear, liturgy never ends. <laughs> right? 
And that's the mindset. Of, that's what he's trying to tell them. Again, there is nothing wrong by observing a month or observing a feast. That's what we do, right? We have the feast. We have all the church calendars full of feasts and full of things. That's not the problem. But the problem is, is our relationship becomes so much focused on the actual history, historical history of the day itself, not the concept of the, of the day itself. And again, that fasting, that's the great land that's coming soon, that's a very, very great example, right? That doesn't mean that, okay, you know what, we don't know. We're fasting all, all our lives, fasting our thoughts, our mind, our hearts, our language, our talks, our everything, right? So he is saying that get out of the limit of the time, right? Don't base your relationship with God based on, okay, Sunday only. No, it's not Sunday only. As we said, as we see that again, you know, we start from Monday to be ready for Sunday, right? And if we don't that, do that, that's why a lot of times we struggle on Sunday because you know what, my whole week is so much disconnected. I'm so busy with everything else. And then all of a sudden, oh, tomorrow's Sunday, I have, a go, I have to go to church and sit there for two, three hours. Wow. I'm totally disconnected already. So he is saying, you know, although Sunday might be that very, 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 again, very holy day, right? And I have to go and I have, which is, again, it's beautiful. It's good. But let's live beyond the time, beyond the time. And that's the problem when we actually start to, to do that, when we start to have what? Double lives, right? Two hours at church, I'm the person that is praying and lifting up my hands and going to you know, disappear from the earth. And <laughs> And then go outside, I'm a totally different person. Different thoughts, different mind, different everything. Right? As much as I'm observing here, I'm not observing what the rest. So he's saying to them, don't be enslaved to that also. Right? The idea of living beyond the time. Living beyond the time. And that's why, again, one of the beautiful things in our beautiful liturgy, when we keep praying what now and forever to the ages of all that means what? When we say now and ever to the ages of all ages, what does it mean? Hmm? Always. There is no limit of time. Now, like tomorrow, like the age of ages. We, 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 we bring eternity. I was reading this. When you bring, when the eternal enters the temporal, the temporal becomes eternal. <laughs> when the eternal, which is God himself, enters the temporal, which is our time, right? When you divide something on eternity, it's what? You cannot, you cannot define it. It becomes eternal. Okay. You observe days and months and seasons and years. I'm afraid I may have labored over you in vain. And here you see, you see again the, the, the character of St. Paul. Right? Like I've labored with you and, and I'm afraid for you. It's actually not I'm afraid of you. I'm afraid for you. That after all I've done, you will be what? Right? And the one thing that came to my mind, if this is the feeling of St. Paul, how about the feeling of God himself? Right? If St. Paul, after you know, laboring with them for a year or a few months or whatever, that he is so concerned that you know, I'm afraid for you that after I labored, this will all be gone in vain. So what do you think the feeling of God? Right? When one of his children is, after all what he's done, it would be in vain. Yeah, something to think about it. And then after this, it comes kind of actually very interesting text that after this, he goes on into, into his what, his own? Huh? I can't hear you. No, he, he's, 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 he enters into in, or takes them into a different area, which is what his own struggle, own weaknesses when he starts to preach. Why is that? Again, look at the text itself. Brethren, I entreat you become as I am. And I will talk about this. For also I have become as you, you do. And then he starts to bring his own encounter with them, his own experience with them. You did not, you did me no wrong when I came to you and I was this and this and that, but you wouldn't do this. Why, why he's bringing, why he's putting kind of like a, his, his own uh, personal encounter with them in the midst of all that very, very rich theological and spiritual texts. Why is that? 
Yes, you said? That they share, they have the, the image of Christ. Okay. How does that relate to his own weakness? Yes, yes. He makes it very, very practical, actually, right? He's, so all what he's, all the teaching is actually what they've done with him at one point was basically what he's talking about, right? So saying that here, here we are, there is, there is very, very, very good potential in you, right? Again, remember, he just called them foolish, right? And there's no hope in you, and how could you do this? So now he's changing the tone again by bringing what their own encounter with, with him, right? So although it seems like it's out of context, like he's talking about something, then all of a sudden he's talking about his own weakness and how they dealt with him, but actually it is, it is in the same flow. What else? What do you think? What's the significance of, of switching the text into, into that experience with him here? Yes. Look at verse, thank you, Verna, yes, Myrna, who's Verna? <laughs> Look at verse 14. And though my condition was a trial to you, you did not scorn or despise me, but received me as an angel of God, as, as Christ Jesus. What, what's in this, you received me as Christ? What's in this particular passage to all what we're talking about? Any thoughts? There's nothing wrong or right. So whatever is on your mind, just you know, share. They shared the. They shared abundance of love to him. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yes, you, you, the idea is, is you received me as Christ himself, that everything was in front of you, was something tangible, was something that you're not just, you know, that, that you, you've actually encountered that relationship with Christ through him, through, through, through his servant, Paul. So whatever you talked about, whatever you learned, whatever you received, it wasn't just like an imagination, right? It wasn't just like somebody uh, 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 forced you or, or deceived you. But, but St. Paul himself going to them, they received him as if he is Christ himself. So how, again, how, can, how could you after all this, leave this and go back again to be enslaved by other things, right? He's saying that this, this message that the preaching is very, very, very real. And you were very genuine in that also. You were able to give me everything. A lot of times this passage actually they're saying that 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 his his uh, his uh, problem or his uh, thorn that is in the flesh as we read also from from acts and as we actually pray during the the fraction of the of the apostles that that the the, the handkerchiefs and the and the uh, bandage of of saint paul was 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 healing people so lots of, of, the, of the commentators said that he actually had a, a visible external thorn or external kind of, of ulcer or something that was actually even smelled very, very bad and looked very bad. But you did, oh, with all this, you did not what? You did not shut me down. You accepted me, right? 
So he's saying that there is a very good potential in you that they were, you were able to receive me as Christ. You didn't worry about my own infirmities, right? So you can do it, <laughs> right? God is working with you and God is working in you right? to the point that you were able even to give me your eyes. And that's where, again, some of the commentators said that that's a kind of like a, 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 a uh, hint that, that the thorn that St. Paul was struggling with was something in his eye, was like an eye disease in, in a way. That's why he was telling them that you're, you're, you're ready to give me your own eyes because my eye is, 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 is uh, bad or whatever, right? It's, it's all the, you know, just commentators' thoughts about, about that, that his, his struggle was. But the, the point of here is saying that, what, that you were you, you saw Christ in me, basically, and you experienced this, and you weren't fooled by me that I was just trying to give you a wrong teaching or something. I'm just trying to, to persuade you to some of my own philosophy. No, you received me as Christ himself. Okay. So after all this, can you go back again? You cannot do that. Okay. Yes. I entreat you become as I am, for I also has become as you are. Very good. What does that mean? Again, here, who, who is he talking to? Actually, both, right? So if you, if you, I'm talking to the Jews, you know what? Become as I am, that I am what? I'm free from the law. I'm not under the law anymore, right? And if you are the Gentiles, become as I am, who? what became a believer, right? So be, I, I, he's giving them that, that life and living example, whether you are Jews that's still under the, 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 the uh, death of the law, or you are Gentiles under, enslaved by the idols and the paganism that be as I am, because I, I was like you at one point. You know what, he's just that, that, that very, very, as he said before, I became to the Jew as a Jew and to the Greek as a Greek and to the Gentile as a Gentile, right? So whatever you were, I was there, but look at me now, right? You did not do me any wrong because again, in the beginning when, when he was there and he was actually, he, you know, the history says that he was his, 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 infirmity started and he got sick when he was in Galatia. He said that you, although I wasn't in, 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 in the good condition physically, you did not do me any, any harm. You did not wrong me. You supported me and you, you, you stayed with me, right? So he's actually encouraging them again that you have a good heart, right? You did not do me any wrong when I was, when I was struggling physically with you when I came to preach, right? And that's why, you know, it was because of a bodily ailment that I preached the gospel to you at first, because he was ailing and then he stayed there and then he used actually this time to preach, right? But during that time, you were never, you never did anything wrong to me. You actually supported me, right? You did not scorn or despise me, but received me as an angel of God, as a Christ. When I went to Galatia to preach and I wasn't, I was, I was physically Ill, Ill and, and ailing, you did not despise me. And he used that time in order to preach for them more and more, and they accepted him with his infirmities, right? So saying that you, 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 you did that, and God worked with you in order to accept me as I am, right? So be as I am also, right? I am, I am now free from the law, and I am now free from paganism. I am the 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 heir of of the promise right so be be, be like me right i think Abunafi, uh, there is a point here yes uh, when he says to them you didn't scorn me or or uh, despise me but yes. you received me as christ he says that uh, as you accepted christ who is who is crucified and uh, uh, this is uh, something which uh, is strange that they accept the crucified uh, Christ, 
So you also accepted me with my infirmity. Yes, yes, you, you, you accepted, you know, the weakness, right? The weaknesses that, so that was in me. And that's why, again, he alludes to this in, 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 in Second Corinthians when he talks about his own, his own weaknesses, right? And when he is weak, then he is strong. So in a way, he's saying, as Dr. Samir is explaining also, that he, he, they, they accepted, as they accepted him in his ailment, as if they accepted Christ that crucified also in his weaknesses, right? right? So all is this to do what? To encourage them, again, that you are, there is, there is something good, right? And God is able to work with you. And God is able, again, remember, again, when we said in the beginning of Galatians, that Galatians or the, the people of the Gal are what? Are violent, right? Remember that. They don't, they don't have a, a kind heart. So for them to accept Paul as if Christ crucified, or accept Paul in his own ailment, that means that the, the, the spirit is working, right? It's against your nature in a way, right? So how do you go back again and be enslaved by this and this and that, right? And all this, all this to bring them back again. See, this is, this is, this is the beautiful way of St. Paul to bring them again to accept that there is only Christ, right? So at one point he's harsh, at one point he's rebuking them. At another point he's saying, what you are my beloved, I am like the mother that is, that is in, in, in agony in birth till Christ in you. Because whatever it takes, whatever it takes in order to gain them back again to Christ, right? And he's saying this and doing this with all what, all his hearts. He's not faking it, right? He's not like, okay, again, like why would he do that? But you can see how much he cared about, about a church that he established and the church is going away from the, from the right, right faith. And that's why he goes again. And though my condition, verse 14, was a trial to you, you did not scorn or despise me, but received me as an angel as Christ Jesus. What then has become of your blessedness? For I testify to you that if possible, you would have gouged out your eyes and given them to me. Like this is, you are, you, you, you got to that point. So if you are able to give me your eyes, can't you do the same thing with Christ also? <laughs> right? Like you're good. You're able to do that. You have a good heart. Right? If someone is able to, okay, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to give everything in order to, to save you from your trouble. Then you, you're, you're able to do the same thing with God himself who has given you everything. Right? See how he's, he's kind of like playing a game with them, if I may say that. Right? Like you are so able to sacrifice your own self and even you're so loving, right? So how could you actually give in to, 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 to the false teaching that you have to go through this and this and this and this? Right? What then has become of your blessedness? For I testify to you that if possible, you would have gouged out your eyes and give them to me. Have I then become your enemy by telling you the truth? He's, here he's, he's, he's establishing very, very also very important two principles. Number one is what he will say the truth regardless. Right? He's telling them, you know, because I am telling you the truth and I'm, because I am preaching the, the gospel, the, the, the true and the truth of the gospel, would that make me your enemy? No, it shouldn't. You should accept what? The truth as it is, right? Sometimes we, we don't want to say the truth because we are afraid that people will consider us what? Enemies, right? And we're not straightforward. Again, we have to have the discernment, when to say it, how to say it, and everything. But here he's, he's, he's putting that very, very important principle, which is what? Have I then become your enemy by telling you the truth? Because I told you the truth. Now you're, 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 you're saying that I'm your enemy. You're not accepting the truth. And that's again which truth, as he said earlier, this is the truth of the of the gospel, as he mentioned this several times before. So it's not his own ideas or anything. No, this is it. They make much of you. This is a very important concept, also, which is kind of confusing. Also, let's read it from, from here, uh, because that ESV is, is not the same as this. But we'll read this and read this and see what does it mean. They 
zealously court you, but for no good, who are they? No. The people who are trying to make them what? Jews. Because they are doing this out of what? Out of zeal. Zeal for the law and zeal for the letter and zeal for all those things. So you have to go back again to the, to the law. So he's saying, they zealously court you, but for no good. Yes, they want to exclude you that you may be zealous for them. So they want to kind of recruit you with them. So you also become zealous for them, but, but doing the what? The wrong things. That's why after this, he goes, it's good to be zealous in, in what? In good. So let's read this in the ESV and see. Instead of zealous here, it says, they make much of you. They make much of you, but for no good purpose. And they're trying to make you something, right? According to their own understanding, but that's not for, not, not for a good purpose. They want to shut you out. That, that is the Yasubdukum, to shut you out, to make you what? Excluded here, to exclude you. From the truth. No, from the truth. Yes. Because they think that they are doing something good, because this is out of their zealous or zeal. Right? But they're actually shutting you out of the whole real truth. Right? And that, that's why I'm saying it's very important principle because a lot of times, you know, we have a zeal towards something, but it's not, it's not good, right? And because of that, we try to even influence somebody else. If I have my own opinion and I want to convince you that that's what it is, and I'm not sure if this is right or wrong and that I will influence you, right? I'm going to shut you out of anything else because I want you to just view it, follow me, right? See, that's what, what, what he's saying here. They want to shut you out, the, that you may make much of them. So when, when, when you are excluded and you are following them, who are you helping? Who are you adding value to the truth? To whom? To them. <laughs> right? uh, amplified Bible version. Uh, explain it very, very, very good. Which the, version? The, the Amplified okay, uh, yes. version. Yes. They, these men eagerly seek you by words and the honey, honey words mm. who uh, they want to isolate you so that you will seek them. Mm. Yes. Yes. They, they, they try to be zealous for them, not for a good pur purpose, but uh, for a, for their a, own gain. For yes, for, yes. Their, for their own gain, and that's why I'm saying it's a very important principle because this is something that's very very practical in in society, in working, in communication, in relationship, right? Because I know something, regardless if that's the truth or not. Specifically, if it's not the truth, but I'm trying to convince someone. Right? I'm trying to, to shut you out of, of everything else in order that you become my ally, right? And then it's all for, for me. It's all for me. It's very dangerous, very dangerous. To the point that this actually would, would have destroyed a church. There is, there is, no, there is no God here. Just, I'm just trying to, to influence you. So you become what? Yes. That you, according to this, that you may make much of them. It is all, and that's why he goes more into explaining this. It is good always, or it's always good to be made much of for a good purpose. Or here it says what? But it is good to be zealous in a good thing always. What, what defines good zeal from bad zeal is what is the real truth of the gospel, right? This is, as we say, the, the, the standard is the gospel, is the truth of the gospel, right? And that, again, this is very, very tricky because it can come into everything, into churches, into relationships, into everything. You know, I have the zeal to do something. Okay, it's good, but let's, let's examine it. Let's examine it. Is this a good zeal or not? It needs lots of prayer, lots of this, 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 this uh, 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 
guidance, right? Discernment, right? In order to understand, am I doing this because I'm just gaining something for myself or it's actually a good deal? It is good to be zealous in a good thing always. What does that read in, in, in the Amplified Version, Dr. Samir? Right, and what does verse 20 read in the Amplified Version? Uh, 18, sorry. 18? Yes. In Amplified? Yes. If you have it. Yes, I have. Now it is always pleasant to be eagerly sought after for a good purpose. And not just when I am with you, but beware of the other doing it. Right. So this is this is the other principle also, which is very important. He's trying to tell them what: be good as a lifestyle, not depending on when I'm here or not. Right. So don't only pretend to be good or act as I'm good because you have a visit. <laughs> right. Again, if you have a visit of a bishop and you want all the church to be perfect and clean and organized and everything, right? And then once he leaves, everything goes back to normal. <laughs> and actually, this happened, uh, this, this is, uh, is present in the church all over the world. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. I was actually talking to Father Jonathan Vera's husband a couple of days ago. He said that last visit of his uh, archbishop, he goes, he looked around and he goes, this is normal chaos, <laughs> normal mess, <laughs> so in a good way, you know. But it's 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 a, it's a it's a messy, you know. But again, the idea that okay, no, no, be always ready, be always good because it's it's a lifestyle, not you just being, you know. Again, back to Egypt and when they uh, they clean the roads and they put the the flowers and the trees and the things because the president is passing by, right? Or there is a visit. No, make it your lifestyle. Make it your lifestyle, right? Not only when I'm present with you. I, it is always good to be made much of for a good purpose. And not only when I'm present with you. And then finally goes, my little children for whom I'm again in the anguish of childbirth until Christ is formed in you. And let's, you know, actually we did good. We, we did up to verse 80. So I think I'll stop at this point because this, this last verse has a lot to talk about. So I don't wanna just pass it. Uh, uh, pass by it fast. My little children for whom I'm again in anguish of childbirth until Christ is formed. And you see again, the, 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 the spirit of St. Paul as a servant, that he is actually in, in, in agony in order for Christ to be formed in each one of his people. But again, for that particular passage, again, we're talking about that, that uh, the knowledge of God. And if we don't know him or we know him the wrong way, we're opening a door to be enslaved to other things. This is something that's very important, right? Number two is the idea of not to be enslaved to particular time frame. We live our life. It's not, we're not just waiting to celebrate a, bur a day or a, or a, or a Sabbath or, or a year. The whole life is celebration, right? That's what we see. You know, we are in the eighth day, the, the time of resurrection. This is all our life is in the eighth day now the new Sunday, right? Regardless of what day it is. This is the, like we are living that life again, the, the fact of the liturgy after liturgy. Number three is again, accepting his personal experience that they've seen Christ in him and they were able, and the, the idea of encouraging people, even if the time of, of they are doing something wrong, but there is something good. You can actually see the crucified Christ when I came to you with my own ailment, with my own illness, with my own uh, uh, weaknesses, but you were able to see Christ in me. Can we see Christ in the people who are ailing, the people who are weak or not? Can we accept them as we accept Christ? That's a very good point also, right? That person that's always causing me issue or trouble or, or, or can I accept him as I accept Christ? Or I'm actually scourging and, 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 and scorning and despising. Right? No, we can't do that. We can't do it. We need to see Christ in everyone, in everyone, even the weak people and the, and the, and the sinners. And then he goes on after this, that let, let's have a lifestyle of, of being, walking in truth. The truth, even if I think that truth will make, some, will make me an enemy of someone, but the truth is the truth. Again, with discernment, with wisdom, with guidance, right? 
And let's live a lifestyle of actually always being what's ready, not depending on certain times or certain people or certain uh, conditions, but it becomes a, a full, full life that we are living together and living. And actually we did it to 18, so thank God, yes. <laughs> Any questions or additions? A lot to think about and to, to, to read it more and to read it slowly and to uh, actually absorb it, absorb it, yes. But, but beautiful, beautiful lessons and beautiful personal experience for each one of us. God willing, next time we should be able to finish this. The last last passage is only about one or two points, so we can uh, finish chapter four. God willing, next time, and then moving on with 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 the rest of Galatians. Okay, thank you. Let's uh, let's pray. With the Father and Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, we dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time. We ask you Lord, to hear our prayer and supplication for prayers of all your saints when you. When we pray to you, saying, Our Father who art in heaven. May the love of God the Father, grace of His only begotten Son, the King of the Holy Spirit, be with you. Go in peace. Peace be with you all. Amen. Have a good night, everyone. Thank you, Luna. Thank you. Good night. Night. Thank you. Thank you, Don. See you.